Hello, passengers, travelers, and voyagers. Welcome aboard the Katana Cast, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to celebrating and exploring the saga from our certain points of view. I'm your pilot, Ian, and with me, as always, are my co-pilots, Maria. Hey! <laughs> I love ben. that. Hey, everyone. I'm going to, because that's, I'm going to keep doing that now. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's you. Uh, so sit Thank back you, Mo. and relax. Yeah, shout out Mo, we love you. Uh, and just try out of the force. Uh, sit back, relax as we take off. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Uh, glad to be here. Um, we hope you missed us. Um, during our our little break there. Let's talk a little bit of how everyone's break went. I can go first if you want. Yeah, go for it. It was really nice. Uh, very low-key. Um, I feel like even though with kind of the shadow of COVID over this Christmas, um, I got to say, it really was a great Christmas. Um, and just being able to like sleep in... Well, so usually it's my mother's birthday on Christmas Eve. So the whole day is like my mom's day. Uh, we do breakfast. Um, and then the movies we watch on Christmas Eve are White Christmas and a Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> which is probably one of, if not the best, Christmas carols out there. I think it's the best. We watch it in mm-hmm. our house, too. And and it's like it's like every year. It's like... You know, there's no church, but there's Muppets and White Christmas. Um, and then, of course, you know, cards and gifts and, and having a nice dinner with my mom. And then uh, the joys of, like, still, like, being a child at heart and loving Christmas. But then also just, like, now I get to sleep in, which <laughs> is, like, super nice. Um, so I don't even remember when I woke up, but um it was nice just like in the morning not really have to worry about much except like like is coffee ready do we got breakfast going um my parents are like devout catholics so they had the they zoomed or not zoomed they did a like virtual mm-hmm. video youtube thing of a mass um but that but yeah and then it was it's a wonderful life we had a nice dinner um, no traveling or anything, but it was really cool because it's the first in several years, and by several I mean at least like a decade and a half, like where we actually had like flurrying 
on Christmas Day. And like, that's like the kid in me is always like, I want a white Christmas. God damn it. So it was really cool uh, experiencing that. And and it was just like really nice. And same with New Year's, you know, not too much going on. Um, break for me was a time for me to get back into playing video games and whatever, uh, binging on some podcasts. I've uh, been getting into We Hate Movies and Blank Check, like real deep. Um, you, sh- our listeners, should check them out if you want. Blank Check actually starts off as a Star Wars podcast before they go into other stuff, which is and they're hilarious. But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know. That was just about it, you know. Pretty much just really low key. How about how about you guys, Ben Maria? I was trying to think of the movie we watched. Anyway. Um, well, don't you watch uh, the holiday special? Yeah, yeah, we did that. We watched the Lego special, uh, but there was there was a new one that we watched. Um, what was it called? There it is, the Jingle Jangle, and that was Ooh. really good. And it's a um, pretty much all black Christmas uh, Carol type deal, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, they can jingle my jingles. Oh boy! No, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> so it's 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 a good family friendly movie, but yeah, it was it was so sweet. And I guess the closest thing that I would approximate it to would be like the Polar Express or whatever mm-hmm. that movie was, where Tom Hanks but was good. everybody. Yeah, yeah, okay, that, good. but yeah. but actually like relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Christmas was good. Um, I always do a big breakfast. Um, the kids got some good stuff. TJ got a PlayStation 5, even though I hate PlayStation 5. Oh, uh, I'm so Are angry. you an Xboxer? <laughs> no, no I don't, you know why she hates PlayStation 5. I don't 5. care about either. I just, uh, okay. I'm just i still mad that Marshall had time to cut that <laughs> promo, but he didn't have time to send me anything. Uh, that's really the whole reason I hate that thing. You just got to go up there. I'm really thinking that's what you got to do. I am thinking about it like seriously <laughs> i don't know like what i'm gonna do once i get there i know where he lives like i know the address so but i'm never gonna get into the gated community like that's just not gonna happen you gotta I, you gotta I find someone who else who lives in that community that's right if you have a connection if you know somebody out there DM me at Blurred Girl Jedi on Twitter, and we will find a way to make it happen. I have finances. Uh, if you can get me in, um, yeah. So Christmas is good. Um, New Year's. What did we do? We did a countdown. The sisters did a countdown to New Year's. That was fun. It was really um, fun. I just yeah, popped it in was for a interesting. Bit, it was very interesting. I couldn't get like all the participants in. I'm like, how do we get everybody in? I didn't want to leave anyone out. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not in. Like, how, how the fuck do I get in? And I was like, I don't know, dude. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> uh, you know, at the zero minute mark, I think we made it in. So oh, nice. it is what it is. The Sisters YouTube channel is a project. <laughs> it is a <laughs> development in progress. <laughs> so it's, it's fun. And I just try not to take it too seriously. Um, I've enjoyed the break. It's been good. Um, I've got so many things that I have to do all the time Oh, um, with work and Ahsoka and keeping this house clean and cooking and cleaning and laundry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who's going to go to the grocery store and 
you know, all of that, it's, it's a lot. So I've enjoyed the break, but I've missed you guys terribly. Oh yeah. Like this, yeah. our Sunday nights times. are probably my favorite thing. So it was really nice to have a little time away. Cause honestly, like, I don't know about everybody else. I needed just a bit of a mental health break. Cause like, let's be honest and call it what it was like the, even Twitter fandom got a little bit crazy there towards the, the end of 2020 <sighs> and just swirled up into some crazy shit. Um, and I, I've got a rule that I've been thinking about a lot, which is if I start to find myself feeling like I'm developing an ulcer over what some star Wars fans said on the Twitter, probably not that important. Like there's real shit going on in the world. So maybe we take a break and we go sit down and do something. So that's what I've been doing a lot of is staying a a little bit away from Twitter during everything. (laughs) And we'll get into everything at some point because God knows the world has been on fire while we've been on hiatus. Uh, Christmas was great. Christmas is a big thing in my husband's family. They're all big Christmas people. I traditionally am not, but I think I've got conned into it and I'm very angry about it, <laughs> but we, we had a great time. We did our normal kind of Christmas movie marathon that we get to curate. We always do a Muppet Christmas Carol. We always do a Divas Christmas <laughs> Carol from VH1 oh, back in the day because yeah. you got to have that Vanessa Williams doing whatever it is that she's doing in that movie. God bless her soul. Caught <laughs> uh, in, went ahead and did, um, was it Happiest Season? over on hulu which is that Kristen stewart joint uh is that good no <laughs> it's not it's not and but the problem is Kristen stewart do a good job she's great the, the sad okay, part about but... it is there's a really strong movie in there uh but it's just like movie... done on a hallmark no it quality. had money this was going to be a oh, theatrical really? release like it was full money so it, it's not cheap people are doing their best job but that movie does not understand who needs to end up with who at the end of it. Oh, okay. Because her fucking girlfriend is a goddamn nightmare bitch from hell. And then at the end of it, we're supposed to feel bad for her because her family's all uber Republican and shit. Like, no, baby, I don't play all that shit. Like, I come to your parents' house and you treat me like shit for two weeks. You get to walk all the way back to Philadelphia. Like, is you that don't with, um, fucking come home. Eugene Levy's son? Is, yeah. Is his name Dan? Um, Dan. It's Dan Levy, Kristen Stewart. Um... Oh, Jesus. What's her name from everything in the 80s? It'll come to me in a minute. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is in it, and she's fantastic. She's hot as always, and that's who Kristen Stewart should have ended up with at the end of the movie because they had more uh, chemistry than anyone else in that entire project. But it's okay. I you live and it. learn. Uh, you know, it's it's basic, basic Hallmark fair. Nothing. You yeah. know, you're not going to get angry over the Christmas movie, but we and this house got angry over the Christmas movie. <laughs> So had fun there. And honestly, we've just been staying busy with work and trying to stay on top of stuff here. It was really nice to just take some time, sit down and listen to the light of the Jedi is what I've been doing for about the last week when I get a spare chance. And it's really fun as a Star Wars fan to interact with Star Wars. So I've just been sitting, enjoying my Star Wars, not interacting with Star Wars fandom any more than I have to for a little bit because some of you guys needed to take a break during some shit, but it's all good. Everything's fine. Yeah. I had to take a break. Uh, I feel like a couple like Twitter storms happened when I was, and I was like, you know, like I'd go on and like (laughs) sometimes Twitter's how I see what's going on in the world. Cause I'll go to trending and be like, all right, like Mm -hmm. who's fucking around now or whatever. 
and uh you know just to be in the know but i was like i can't no i'm on break so it was nice to like get away from twitter and uh, facebook for there was like a couple days where i was really hardcore off it and then uh would pop back on occasionally but um did any of us see any anything new or maybe not necessarily anything new but just like binged a show or watched a new movie my fan so we my family just binged through the first two seasons of fargo which mm-hmm. fucking amazing so good um and then uh we tried to get through that tom hanks movie greyhound and we couldn't make it i think we made it maybe like a third of the way through now it looks gorgeous like it's like the production values like amazing but it's just like we get it you're on a ship in the middle of the atlantic and you're captain phillips but it's <laughs> world war Two, and it's just kind of like the same thing over and over like so that got repetitive and then uh we did watch wonder woman 1984 has anyone else oh, yeah. in here watched it yes yes all right yes. we'll talk about this for a bit okay let maria go because maria loved yeah. this movie and it makes my soul Please, so happy yeah. that she loved i this need movie. someone who loved you this want movie to smoke? talk about it you want the smoke i'm gonna give it to you I was in tears watching this film. Like, oh my God. Like, they, Patty, 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 <laughs> Patty. Patty, this one's for you. Patty, Patty, Patty. <laughs> I love you, Patty. I do. I love you. I got your Funko Pop. Uh, it's in the kitchen. I love you, Patty. I, I adore you. They better not never come for you. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody gonna get their eyebrows singed off. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, no, no. Um, no, Patty. Mm, this is why it's so important to have the right voice behind the character. You can have a strong female character all day, but if you don't have a strong woman behind that character, giving an honest voice it is not genuine it doesn't resonate like it should with the intended audience um and my god wonder woman 84 is fantastic um i don't know where to start okay so let's start at the beginning okay <laughs> oh let's talk about that opening because that I... opening scene <sighs> i didn't think that we could possibly get anything um that would add another layer to Diana's origin story. So originally in the William Martin Molson comic uh, in 1930 some odd, uh, when he first decided to do comics, it wasn't yet DC. It was called action comics. And um, he had the, the games around who would be the emissary of the Amazon clan to take this man back to his world patty said no that's not good enough and she went back and what she did is she made it part of their culture instead of the actual Mm -hmm. plot point being based around a man 
she took ownership of that back to the women and made it a part of their culture, which was so deep for me. I'm like, wow, she actually took the original source material and made it better in a way that makes sense and in a way that honors the culture and tradition of the Amazon people uh, as a whole. And so I was just like, oh my God, this is so fucking dope right now. And then just watching the competition and, and all of these women of different colors, like different shapes, different sizes, different shades of women. I was in tears in the first 20 minutes. Like, oh my God, she did it again. Same young girl actress killing it as usual. Um, I love that little girl. Her name escapes me, but um, she's amazing. Not only that, but there's an important lesson uh, in the beginning of that scene. And I was on Diana's side, like, okay, like she may not have hit every mark, but she made it. Mm-hmm. But the journey to how you get there is just as important as getting there sometimes. And that's a lesson that I need to remind myself of, you know, as a woman in leadership, I'm not going to take those same opportunities that I see men take all the time where they manipulate somebody or they get it by a shortcut. I don't want a shortcut. I want to get it fair and square. I want it earned. I don't want it handed to me. Um, So that may mean that it takes longer for me. And that's what I really took away from that first 20 minutes. I was like, ooh, yes. And I was eating on it. (laughs) And I was eating. But she wasn't done yet right? The movie seemed like it was like four hours long. I was loving every minute of it. I know what you're thinking. Why is the jet invisible? Bitch, I'm going to tell you why, right? Because Patty made it make sense, Mm -hmm. right? She took a concept that nobody understood, like why this is happening. And she made it not only meaningful, um, but something that that's personal and resonates to the character, right? Um, Diana associates Steve with flight, right? Beautiful concept. She wants to fly. Flying is like being with him. So flying equals love with her one true love, right? So taking that concept and then using what we already know that was buried in the first movie in that first three minutes that you wasn't paying no damn attention to when they said that Zeus made the island invisible, she brought that shit back in the second one, made it relevant to your ass and made you understand why the jet is invisible in less than three minutes. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. Wow. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. I think you should be working as a writer or consultant because you did a better job telling me like it is just now and maybe less than a minute than that movie did in two movies. I thought it was great start to finish oh my god and then like diana's whole like character arc this movie oh my god i'm gonna try not to cry i'm gonna try to get through this and not cry she is so busy being everything to everybody else and she says it in the movie she's like i just want this one thing i just want this one thing you think the movie is about Maxwell Lord and, and the cheetah, and it's really not. At the heart of this movie, it's about the fact that a woman's heart is so giving, so loving, and so unending 
that sometimes we put everybody ahead of ourselves and we might not, we put everyone ahead of ourselves so much that we're in pain and we're hurting, but we're, we're making everyone else's dreams come true. Um, so much so that we forget about our own, right? And she just wants this one thing because there's, there's always another mission. There's always somebody that needs saving. There's always one more thing that has to be done. There's always someone who needs something. And I was just, I was with her in that moment. I was like, yes, it's worth risking it all because they always need something. And sometimes you don't even get a thank you. I was just like, damn, Patty, how you know what I'm going through in life? She just knows. You know, and it was just so deep. I was just in tears, man. And she had to give it up because what would they do without her? That is her job is to be there, to be the catch-all, to do it when nobody else will. It's just, oh my God, I was in tears. You want to talk about some deep shit? Oh my God, that was so dope. And I haven't even gotten started on Cheetah. Cheat is a whole nother thing, but um, for me, the heart of this movie is about um, greed and a woman's unending love and how that can be a beautiful thing, but it's also a very painful thing. So that was like what I really got out of it. But man, it was just, it's nice to see Chris Pine again. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> he's so funny. Um, he's He's not like, I'm not interested, but but he's funny and he's great in the role. So I like him coming back. Uh, Linda Carter showed up. She's beautiful. I'm really excited to see what happens with that character. Um, that's also a new addition to the Wonder Woman canon, uh, not pre-existing, but the the costume was fantastic. I loved it. I loved the approach that they took to Cheetah. Um, mm-hmm. It was very different from the comic book dynamic. And I think it's because they only had a certain amount of time to tell the story and you get into the, the Batman returns of it all. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about DC connected tissue in just a second, but Please before do. I do that, Oh, I will. I will. I'm going to take you there. We're going to go to church. Don't worry. <laughs> We're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. I, I've been talking. For we like just got minutes. in the car. Yeah. We just got in the car. We all right. We're not at church yet. <laughs> don't, don't put your hat on till you get out of the car. You'll look foolish. Um, so, <laughs> I miss so, you guys so much. Oh, I fucking love it's you. one of those Batman Returns items where you really want to find out more about mm-hmm. this woman who is now a cat for some reason, but there's just no time. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's so much other stuff going on. So, yes, I, I do think there's room for improvement on Cheetah's character. And I don't think we've seen the last of her. I hope she'll show back up again. Um, I really do. Well, they obviously killed her, but then we're like, LOL, JK, no, we might need her later like it my interpretation at the end was like oh shit she's dead and then randomly well me i say randomly right i i'm gonna have to watch this again Mm -hmm. uh but to me in the moment it was like you made a point to show her get elect like electrocuted Mm -hmm. in water Mm -hmm. and then come back and i get it like oh nine lies (sighs) But like, right, right. Cats have nine lives. Yes, they but, do. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Another anyway, another I don't connected. From your no, no, no. You're fine. Taking me to church. No, you're fine. You're fine. So I thought it was a really sweet nod again to Batman Returns, where Michelle Pfeiffer went through all nine lives in her movie. And I thought it was really cool that they tried to nod to that in Wonder Woman. And there's also, okay, so let's talk about DC Connections. Let's just go to the DC Connections, right? Um, So the year is 1989. The movie is Batman. And the guy looks at Jack Nicholson and says, you're my number one guy. Pedro Pascal looks at his son and says, I'm the number one guy. And it's just, it's so obvious to me that Patty went back to the old DC stuff and really tried to lay some seeds that weren't Mm -hmm. like over the head Martha stuff, but just Mm -hmm. really subtle, nuanced nods to what had happened before. And I really appreciate that. And it came across in a way that was not only artistic, but also very subtle and nuanced. So if you are a DC aficionado, you were able to pick up on those pieces. And wasn't um, that in Child? Justice League 2? One of them, Aquaman or Batman, or the was like, my guy. Like, that was like a... Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Aquaman I'm... did make a nod. Uh, yeah. Not exactly the Sorry. same line, but <laughs> Right, yes. right, yeah. Agree. And then not Sorry. to interrupt you, but real quick, since you're talking about nodding DC movies have come before, yes. I've felt, and I've, I'm not the first person, the last person, mm-hmm. or the third person to mention this that mall opening of that movie is such a nod to richard donner's superman yes that is a colorful that is the most enthusiastic hopeful Mm -hmm. portrayal of wonder woman that we have ever got on the screen is just that scene that's comic wonder woman growing up for me absolutely everything that that character should be that was beautiful i love that scene so much the flying song like Mm -hmm. you want to talk about I mean, they were just a couple pussy hairs away from the actual Superman theme. Mm-hmm. Like, it yeah. has the same feeling, the same power, the same light, flight sound to it. Uh, fantastic work there. I loved it so much. Um, even right down to the, like, when young Diana is sliding through the, like, I don't know what you call that, tube it's like a um, culvert or something, like some kind of a drainage ditch thing. Underground tunnel type deal. It mm-hmm. reminded me of Bruce Wayne falling, the why do mm-hmm. we fall? Mm-hmm. So beautifully done. Again, just these little subtle nods back to what's already happened. And it didn't detract from the story. It wasn't ham-fistedly done. It wasn't a Martha mm-hmm. situation. Just expertly done by somebody who obviously knows what the hell they're doing and knows what they're talking about fantastic work and i love the the barbara stuff too because there's a subtle transition happening there um but if you aren't aware of it or you're not looking for it you might not notice or you might think that it's like what happened here um but there is a lot of nuance there i love the chemistry between diana and barbara when they're having that drink together it's very very comic book right there you get that you get that energy uh because they are very similar in a lot of ways they both want to belong it's just they're doing it in a different way love Kristen it. wig is such a good antagonist for that version mm-hmm. of diana too i was shocked how i mean not shocked i know she's a fantastic actress so i was rooting for her the whole time she's just so unbelievably charming through that whole movie that you really don't want anything bad to happen to her because you see every step of the way on her kind of internal journey to where she gets to, to where you're just like, well, I hope she's okay, man. Like 
she just needs to sit down have a conversation get a sponsor something (laughs) okay (laughs) there you go there you go but they made her an empathetic villain someone that Mm -hmm. you can relate to look she's coming home and this guy grabs her i was with her Mm -hmm. i was with her i'm like let's let's cut it off let's do it i'm with you when she sees him again i'm like all right well it is what it is Mm -hmm. i'm i'm with you i was i was disappointed she didn't kill him or you know it wasn't worse than how it ended i don't think that's patty's vision of that character uh I mean, I would have looked the other way just happy, like, you want to stomp that motherfucker's face in the curb? All right, girl. Like, You need someone to help you Bad. bury a body? Because I'll do that. I am I can be that person. Uh, but I, I think it was an intentional choice by Patty to give her a, a little more redeeming qualities than just letting her be a cold-blooded killer that early in her mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah, I agree. I think there was a lot more transformation that needed to happen. I think if we're going to see killing, it needs to be by Cheetah, mm-hmm. not Barbara. I think we need to see that character fully enveloped and fully evolved before the killing starts. Uh, but man, such a good character and such an interesting um, version of Barbara. Really loved it. And I love that the the villain is, is greed. The mm-hmm. villain isn't even a person. Like, how deep is that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the villain isn't even like a real thing. Because at the end of the day, we discover that Maxwell Lord is just a, a flawed person trying to um, overcompensate for things that have happened in his life. We get a lot of flashbacks to domestic violence issues and the way he treats his son today. And, you know, and I think it's just, it's so much better than the way that we used to do this when I was a kid, that the Joker was just bad because the Joker was bad. Like, it's a way to introduce complex ideals to children about right and wrong and how it only takes one choice to turn you into a villain. Um, mm-hmm. And that there's, there's more at play than just some bad guy somewhere twirling his mustache uh, making bad choices. So I, I love the movie start to finish. It was fantastic. Sad to see Steve go again. <laughs> I, I just, I always it's, want her it's to 70 get years. what she wants. Come on. She needs to get some more dick. And you know she can. Come on. 70 years. Just because you can doesn't mean you want to. Mm-hmm. And look, Fair enough. Um, you know, some people have very special needs. And um, those needs can only be met by certain people. Maybe she's got a type. <laughs> Maybe she's just not that. Look, you know, it takes a lot to break a wild stallion. You know, if you if you've been on the plane for a long time and you've been running, you, you know, it's something special got to stop you. Something real, real special got to be able to stop you and catch your eye. And it's more than a pretty face. So um, well, I think she has yeah. a lot of attachment to Steve because she was his her first touchstone into the human world. And um, he never treated her like a less lesser equal. You know what I mean? He looked at her as a peer, as a partner. They were in this together and he never like placated her. And I think as she got older, she understood more about that dynamic and that relationship. And we see that throughout her apartment that she has grown in her feelings for him during the time that he's been away. I remember when Patty said she was going to make a Wonder Woman trilogy that would rival the Dark Knight. And P- 
people laughed Mm -hmm. and they made fun of it and thought she was crazy. And those people can all suck my dick right now. (laughs) It's happening. It's happening. She's going to give us something beautiful that we can put on the shelf right next to the Batman movies and be proud of. I'm just, I'm so happy to see it. Oh my God. And Antiope, like, oh my God. Anytime Antiope's on screen, you know it's real. Mm -hmm. You know it's the real deal. I'm just, I'm so excited um, for whatever the third movie is going to be. I know it's going to be a while. That's okay. Um, I'm ho- I'm hoping for Xerxes. I think that'll be good. Um, and then bring Steve back. But now he's on the wrong side. Now he's working for her. I think that would be cool because then she's got to make a choice. Uh, but it's it's heartbreaking every time she has to make that choice. And that's her one soft spot. Oh god. But it's just it's amazing. And there was a subtle nod to Star Wars in there. I like that. There was a nod for us. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um I would be remiss if I didn't shout out the costume department mm-hmm. for this movie. Yes. Okay. Somebody did some work. Mm-hmm. Okay? The oh, casting so in this movie. People of color curvy people, skinny people, non-skinny people, everybody. Like the casting on this movie is so fucking dope. Right down to Pedro Pascal's son. Like the mm-hmm. the child that they cast like, "Oh my god." Like, "Yes. Yes, his assistant, the young gentleman with the with the locks, like I'm for it. Like, yes. Like this is the kind of superhero movie that we deserve." that has the representation, that has the diversity, that has the nuance, that has the complex villain, that has those things that we deserve. Instead of, okay, fighty, 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 and now this guy with an eye patch is going to tell us where we need to go next. Like, it's just, I'm really proud, and I can't wait to see what she does with Star Wars, man. Ugh, I know it's going to be amazing. We're guaranteed to get a strong woman character mm-hmm. and something complex, which I am like starving for. I'm done. I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I uh, just missed my Maria ramp. So, okay. So regarding the costumes, uh, yeah, someone definitely had to have hit up like Madonna and Grace Jones and was like, "What's happening?" Yes. Um, and I bet that's exactly how that conversation went. Um, <laughs> okay. I have a lot of conflicting thoughts with this movie. Mm. Um, in terms of like look and aesthetic, like it was bright. It was colorful. I was here for it. Um, it the soundtrack was great. Um, I like aesthetically, it was really amazing and well done and Mm -hmm. like spot on i thought so i guess my first quote-unquote legitimate complaint i felt it went on too long Mm. a bit um at around the two hour mark i was like you know kind of like looking at my watch like are we almost close to killing the bag or not or getting (laughs) saving the world yet or um, 
Mm-hmm. That's that's with- that's fair. I'm not even gonna gonna judge you for that. That's fair. It was a longer movie. I enjoyed every second of it because I'm a fan. But I right. understand well, it was long. No, and I love. I've converted like one of the my goals in quarantine, which I accomplished and did, was get through all of the DC movies and like go from there. And I started at the be- I started with the the Superman. I even watched Supergirl. Um, which I'm about to compare this with, I thought Supergirl was a better movie than this was. And I'm I'm talking like, I think it came out in the 80s. Yep, uh, it did. It's a camp classic. I don't know that I'd be that brave, but I love you. <laughs> I don't... I felt like they were biting off more than they could chew with this it felt very frenetic now i love it's one of the better these like dceu movies or not even dceu it's one of the better dc movies um but i think the first one there's just something about the first one that i thought got to the heart of the character better than this one did it seemed to me at times like I just I don't I'm trying to like restrain myself too so it's not just like it fucking so like no because I enjoyed it I was looking forward to watching this movie and I had a fun time watching it um I was just I don't know disappointed um like I said I have to watch it again but like it just seemed okay and i guess another complaint i had was not fully comprehending the and i get it like you know it's one of those like stones things and like magic and stuff so there's really almost like no logic to it but um with the wishing and then becoming the wishing stone and then no, you gotta. I gotta touch you, and you gotta touch me, and we gotta wish, and then it'll be true. And um, I like. I just don't under, understand how. Like, I felt like they could have done more with that villain. Like, it was almost too little, too late. Um, toward the end of the movie, when you show us like him in his childhood, and don't get me wrong, like no kid ever should ever have to see a parent get beat by the other for uh, any reason at all. Um, There's just so much undue trauma there. Um, But to like throw it in almost as like a crutch for the character and then, um, you know, he's growing, uh, now he's an adult, he's getting divorced. And like, um, I felt, they should have focused more on him and his son and maybe what happened with the wife. And like, that's why he's doing what he's doing. Um, it, I, whether that's that actual character's background, uh, what they showed in a movie or like, maybe they adapted it differently for a wider audience. Like, um, you know, I don't know, but I don't think you needed to go that far with that character. I think you should have focused on like the relationship uh, of the family unit and then the breakdown. And it's like, okay, like now that that's why this guy's 
going the way he is or like um like early on he's like making a deal with that guy um and the guy's like look there's no oil anywhere i want my money back blah 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 like why not just wish for oil to be where there was none well the point of the wishing stone you have to get something back like because everything comes at a cost so he's got to make the he's got to broker a deal so if he just wished for oil then it wouldn't it wouldn't work because there's no other side to that scale you got to have balance if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense um with Cheetah, mm-hmm. I actually thought Kristen Wiig did a great job. It seemed with her character, I guess the issue I had with her was it seemed more like they focused more on the physical change rather like, and of course it evolves mm-hmm. out, like throughout the movie, like her discovering how strong she is and the powers that like are growing within her. So I get that like kind of slow build there, but like, you know, you kind of have her come in and she's like a klutz. And then all of a sudden, like she's just like straightens her hair and wearing tight dresses. And now she's like hot, maybe put, put on some more makeup. Um, it, it seemed more like based on appearance rather than like the heart of the character. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like there, uh, I I I would say that at least in that one, I feel like Kristen Wiig's performance and then the writing around that. At least for me, I thought I conveyed that. That's something that I definitely don't have any issue with the movie. I thought she did a really fantastic job of between Kristen and also then Patty as the director of not giving her the yeah. like I have frizzy hair and glasses and then like suddenly I mm-hmm. change because I have a full face of makeup on because her changes are very very subtle as far as her actual hair and makeup goes. Like it never really changes that much. It's her internal changes enough that people start noticing her down to the point of when she has her first little uh, excursion out. Once her powers start kicking in and she's basically just rearranging her own clothes. And now suddenly she's a hot girl. Like that's, it's very subtle. They didn't do the classic. Like she takes her glasses off and suddenly was like, Holy shit. It's Uma Thurman. Like, no, she (laughs) looks like Kristen Wiig the whole way through. Like, they don't even go as, they don't make her as, like, uh, nebbish as they did Michelle Pfeiffer back in Batman Returns so much. Which, those two are very similar, and intentionally, I think so. And don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns is far and away the best part of that movie, and I'll talk about that performance till the end of forever, because, like, Mm. I don't know if I want to be with her or be her, but or both. Like, do both. That's fine. Come on. But no, I think Kristen Wiig did a fantastic job. No, with, I, uh, and I'm not digging on her performance. No, no, I you're think good. She did the best uh, with what she had. I think once she gets into kind of like full cheetah mode, mm-hmm. uh, that that wasn't as strong for me, kind of personally. But mm-hmm. that could be just because there's not as much of her that I'm visually seeing, and there's still kind of some tweaking that could have been done with trying to do that design. But it's a hard design. Like trying to take that comic book design and put that on film in the kind of universe that Patty's already made. When they announced they were going to do that, I was already curious how they were going to come up with it because it's mm. a very difficult design to adapt without it looking just ridiculous. So I think they did manage that. I don't think she ever looked ridiculous. Uh, maybe it once looks they like revisit cats. that character, and I've <laughs> seen cats, and I love that movie. Unironically. <laughs> Oh no, no, she didn't. She didn't look quite like cats. I'll, 
<laughs> if she came off looking like fucking Taylor Swift in that movie, I would have had to hide under a table. That's nightmare <laughs> stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> I think so. um physically her acting, I think it's really nuanced, but it, it is there. Like when she first arrives, she doesn't even make eye contact with the woman who she's reporting to, who is now her manager that she just interviewed with. And then when she's holding court in um her office there she's making eye contact with everyone um not only that but she's telling these funny anecdotal stories that i mean uh, that i love that scene mm -hmm. i think that's one of the best scenes not just of the movie but for that character when we meet barbara she's very passionate about her work and then by the time that the transformation starts happening she let the wishing stone go and then tells diana like it wasn't a big deal i'm like 20 minutes ago you were so passionate about your work and you cared so much about it mm -hmm. yeah. and you were so proud of it so i think that the the change is there it's just so subtle that people are not catching it so i think for this woman who is a doctor and makes it known to pedro pascal's character off the gate that she is one she's very proud of what she's accomplished in life and all of a sudden it doesn't mean as much to her because she's getting the acceptance off of her physical appearance and that's the thing that she's been craving the most so now she's willing to sacrifice her accolades her mental uh fortuitiveness for the sake of being uh acknowledged as an attractive woman she has now diluted and downgraded herself as to appease other people by being a physical object of desire but that's just me <laughs> i need i need this see now i can go back and rewatch the movie and be like right is Maria right or is Maria right? And I'm just gonna like <laughs> still shit on this movie because I'm no, bitch. you're good. Sorry, don't, don't the, bring me into this. Here's the thing, oh, no, Ian. No, no, no. I'm I'm right in between you and Maria, so like I'll I'll have my quick little take here in a second. I will build on what Maria just said. One of my favorite parts about what they did with Barbara in that movie mm. is that by the thing that she's not realizing the whole time mm. is she does not look that different at all until mm -hmm. she you know goes full cheetah. They, they don't suddenly put her in a push-up bra and they don't throw in a bunch of hair extensions. Like she's her the whole time. And mm -hmm. it's just her interaction with other people is kind of what draws them to her. Right. The wishing stone doesn't do that. Like there's the physical stuff where she can beat the shit out of somebody. But as far as like her confidence and people paying attention to her, she does all of that herself. And that's what makes it so tragic for that character is because all she, she wanted was she acceptance. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that she needs to give up everything that she worked for in order to have this Mm -hmm. kind of draw for people but like she's a very charismatic person when she wants to be even when we meet her she's not she's kind of klutzy and nervous but she's still just as charming the whole way through that movie if she would just kind of like take a breath and speak up mm -hmm. and i think that's a it's a very intentional choice by patty because mm -hmm. you're you're showing that she had her own internal power the whole time and like we're back didn't... to the magic feather mm-hmm it, all right it is we came full circle baby full circle we we hit it right back where it was supposed to be the representation in this movie is just second to none like so beautiful to see different colors and body types on screen um it's really been been refreshing so shout out to patty beautiful you patty patty <laughs> mm. I love you. I love you. I love the way she can read my mind and give me things I didn't know I needed. That fireworks scene is just so beautiful. That's beautiful. So 
so tender between them just just giving her that moment of romance like oh mm-hmm. my god and not to mention the the original plane like diana kept it after all those years mm-hmm. she never let that plane go she had that plane restored and put it in that fucking uh cargo uh hanger or whatever just sitting just waiting like wow so dope so many cool things in that movie the punk rockers that they pass on the way after the escalator i love the fact that there's a black girl in that group Mm -hmm. there's the the girl she saves black girl like hello we Mm -hmm. are all up in this joint Mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful to see so beautiful to see um my asian brother there was there was a lot of a lot of that so uh wow just so fantastic and at the same time it it makes us think about what are we giving up to be who we want to be and is it worth it and i think those are important questions to ask uh and for people to reflect on and only you know the answer thanks patty you are my hero come hang out patty come sit down <laughs> yes we'll just yeah, we're friendly tell you how here. much we like you we can we can censor <laughs> mostly ourselves <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Look, I have a feeling that Patty, when at the end of the day, when she let that little ponytail down, I, I have a feeling that we we can really talk. Yeah, I f- I feel like Patty is a down kind of gal. Like, mm. I don't think anybody's gonna. No one in this group down. is gonna scandalize Miss Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh All my right. God. I uh, I just have a couple more comments, real quick. On Wonder was- Woman. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> like from the beginning, what I would tweak would be not having uh, Diana wish for Steve to come back and maybe not just mm. necessarily wishing anything at all, mm. but still having him come back as a vision to her, almost like a form of like helping her make decisions. Or like as a form of like her conscience, like, um, yeah, I don't think you should do that or what like and actually like having full full blown mental conversations with him as almost like a way to also deal through some like PTSD because, you know, like she's still reeling from uh, World War One and she like there's no way you, you come out of that and are just like totally going back to normal. So. um that's how I would bring Steve back. But then two, um, when Barbara wishes to be like Diana, Diana's l- losing her powers because Barbara, it's almost, then you get into like a power struggle where like Barbara, her character, because she made that wish, it's at the expense of Diana. So then you have like a, ba- a, a battle for Diana to actually like, there's more of a stake between the two of them rather than just like friendship. So if that makes sense. Just from kind of like a storytelling aspect, like my only take on that uh, would just be that I think if you have it so that Barbara is directly taking Diana's powers. And so any kind of fight between them is them fighting over power. Uh, I think that is, it's a little less emotionally, kind of mature as far as the way that the movie's trying to handle that. Uh, 
because at the end of the day, Diana's superpower is actually it's it's her compassion more so than anything else in particular. Um, and it it just basically would just pit those two characters together for me personally. I yeah. do like her having to physically give up something as far as her connection with Steve, because it a gives her a little bit of like vulnerability in a character that a right. lot of people wouldn't necessarily do because mm-hmm. if she's supposed to be kind of the ultimate version of womanhood, some people as a writer, you might forget to introduce her vulnerability into that character. That can get very right. one note if you're not careful. Agree. It's the just same be- problem you get with Superman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a way to do it, and clearly Patty has a connection to that. Same way with over in Marvel, the way that people write Steve Rogers is done correctly, because they, he's supposed to be the perfect kind of like American ideal of a person, and it, you can either do it in a way that's very cornball, or you can get very cynical and nasty with it. And I think they found a good in between on that. Same way that I think Patty has a very hopeful version of Diana, but she also treats her like a full human character with kind of like emotional vulnerabilities and flaws and all of that stuff. But that's just that's my personal yeah. take on it. Uh, okay. And then just to put it on record, since we're all apparently going to just uh, throw our review of Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please. I'm kind of in the middle on it. I, I did talk on Twitter that this one left me a little colder than the first one personally. But something that's really important to me with reacting critically to media is sometimes you have to understand if thing is has objective mistakes or if thing just may not be for you, because those are both two valid things. Uh, and so this one may not have been geared towards me as much as the first one may have been, where I had a, a very extraordinarily positive connection to that first one. I love that first one, although the third act is just a bunch of CGI fighty punchy punchy. But I that's mm-hmm. a Snyder thing that doesn't have anything to do with Patty. Uh, this one, when it when it soars, this movie is gorgeous. It's got a beautiful, hopeful center to it. There's some stuff that I do wish it was kind of tightened up a little bit. I think the runtime goes a little bit long for me. Uh, Mm. So I'd like to tighten down on that. And I I think the kind of central antagonists of kind of like the Maxwell Lord, but in generality, it's greed. I wish that could have been maybe polished one more time before it went to screen, because I think it's a great idea. And then setting in the eighties is genius because of course you picked the the decade of greed to put Mm -hmm. Diana against greed, because that is, that's her antithesis as far as what she represents as a hero. Fantastic choice. Wish it could have been polished just one more time on it. But other than that, anything that left me a little bit cold on it after thinking over it, I don't think that it's necessarily a flaw of the movie. Maybe it just didn't hit me where I was sitting right then that day. So I I would put it below the first one personally, but I would still put that in my top three of DC movies easily. I'd put it right underneath Birds of Prey, but that's just because I have a huge, huge love for that movie. Well, Birds of Prey is, I think, the best DC movie. Yeah, I, it's I really would good. put it and Wonder it's Woman really right good. kind of side by side, depending on my day. I would They're really good. I was thinking about this earlier. I think my top two are Birds of Prey, then Shazam, and then for third, um, like third might be tricky. Like I might, I might go Wonder Woman for third. Yeah, and then and I have to out my. I'm not the DC stand of this institution like i like (laughs) dc i'll always watch these movies and they're characters that i love like i love wonder woman i'm not like a hardcore i know every kind of reference for it i'm not a huge 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 dc person uh but yeah like mine is definitely like wonder woman birds of prey kind of depending on the day is where they fall and i'd put wonder woman 88 or 84 right underneath that and then everything else is either kind of like passable or like 
Zack Snyder territory for me underneath that. I don't have a lot of... <laughs> I completely lost that train of thought. I don't have a lot of buy-in for a lot of those movies, yeah. especially some of the newer stuff. Even stuff that's well-made. Shazam is a well-made movie. It's definitely not for me. So I I watched it, and it was, it was pleasant. It was a really cute movie. But, I mean, it's definitely not directed towards me. <laughs> Can I... Yeah, yeah you're you can do whatever you want. This yeah, is this is it. whatever we want to talk okay, about. Okay, okay. I, I before I slide in, I want to make sure. Okay, so do we know that Diana actually wished for Steve, or did she mm. wish that she had another chance at love in general? Did she wish that she had a chance at love? Do we wish? You know, we don't actually hear her wish. Mm. She just looks at the stone and she says, "I wish." That's it. In light of what you said earlier, I, I don't necessarily believe that she wished particularly for Steve. I think that she wished that she had another chance at love, and Steve came back as a result of that uh, wish. Maxwell Lord is the perfect villain to introduce along with the concept of greed. Um, he was introduced originally in 1987 in a crisis comic, and he's kind of a blank slate. Um, he was briefly mentioned and shown up in the Supergirl TV show season two or three, but nothing really big there. Um, he's been reimagined as a Trump figure. He's been reimagined as like an action Arnold Schwarzenegger type. So I thought this was the perfect character, almost a blank slate, um, to bring in to sort of introduce this character to the larger masses and I think that to your point about his backstory, we can't see that too soon because then we start to develop empathy for this character, mm -hmm. which we can't have until the final act. Like we have to have the redemption story. So he has to kind of be the bad, the big bad guy that we hate for a portion of the film. And then at the end, we get to see the reason behind that. And just like in real life, the people that we um dislike we probably don't go into their history and say hey can you tell me why you're such a douchebag you know we just <laughs> accept that that guy is a douche and we move on um so i i love the way they did maxwell lord um i also think it's worth noting that in order for diana to retain her independence and to remain a strong female the strong woman figure we can't have a man Jiminy cricketing for her. I think mm -hmm. it's a great idea, uh, but it doesn't really work for Wonder Woman. You know this this icon of feminist empowerment. Um, I think if anyone's going to Jiminy cricket for her, it's probably going to be Antiope. Um, if there was such a thing a in her point. world, um, are there other ways to bring Steve back? Absolutely. I, I will die on the hill that I want to see him come back as the bad guy doing it against his own wishes. You know what I mean? Um, great example. Jafar gets the lamp in Aladdin, and all of a sudden the genie is doing what Jafar wants, and he says, I'm sorry, kid. I want to see that with Steve and Diana. You know, I'm sorry, baby. I love you, but I, I got to do this. Um, so I think there are a lot of interesting ways to bring Steve back, um, whether it's through... Uh, Xerxes or another means. Um, Hades could also play a role um, in that barter transaction to bring him back. Uh, but 
I think it's important that it's done in a way that we respect the integrity and the independence of the character um, so we don't end up sacrificing that. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) All right. Uh, I think, and I'm only going to touch on the first part of uh, what you're saying. I think she does wish for Steve because if she had wished for love, she would have uh, asked the guy out on a date at the end. Or like he would have given her his number or something. Well, who's to say that they didn't? Oh, come on. It closes on, on a, on a screen. End no, he, they walk away different. Yeah, so it doesn't, you ain't never done a run back on somebody. You ain't never checked back the next day to see if they'd be there at the same time. She knows where he lives because she was there with Chris Pine. <laughs> she knows his apartment. Who's to say she doesn't right, walk that way every for- afternoon? Hey, hey, hey. I'm out here. I'm out here, Patty. I'm out here for you. I'm out here. I'm blocking. I'm showing up. I'm showing up with the, with the shield. I'm showing up, Patty. I'm showing up. I'm just saying, who's to say that they don't link up later? You never know. A stylish dude like that, you know, he'd be shopping. Yeah, he'd be shopping. He might not be into ladies, though. That was the 80s. Facts. Facts. There's also that. True. There's a strong possibility. I picked up on that when I saw that scarf. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm honey, sure. sweetie. Oh, baby, honey. I'm not sure. Especially He's playing for the right team. Mm-hmm. He might not be well, interested. If he is shopping, then, you know, just call your local Wonder Woman mall cop and she'll save the day. Yeah, I guess you could do that. You could do that. I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Me personally, this is just my own headcanon. Yeah. I feel like Wonder Woman's pussy is so tight that <laughs> your shit gonna break off in there. Okay, she's so strong. Mm-hmm. How does she turn it off for sex? Her pussy is probably so wet that you would drown. Quite literally. But that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that I'm I find not saying it hard either of those things are good nor bad. They're just, they are. Just, and it's fucking amazing. I have to suspend this belief when she has sex because I'm just like, that can't happen. There's no way my girl having sex and that man ain't dead. But there's a reason that the Amazons had that whole thing about how men were not required for sexual pleasure. Hey. <laughs> Well, they aren't. Anyway, I was gonna say to it. Did with. you see what she can do with that rope? Can you imagine what an Amazon can do with that tongue? Like those ladies are fine. They have no they're, problems. They're doing good. They're in good shape. Absolutely. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with eating some pussy. I'm for it. I'm with that. This this with is that. a very pro pussy eating podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do that. It's not an option. Lunch, if you're listening to this, it's not dessert. optional. It's there's not no optional. reason not to. Hmm. Grow yeah, up. absolutely. If you are any human being who is having any sort of intercourse with a person who owns and operates a vagina, <laughs> like you're just gonna have to figure it out, my friends. Because <laughs> a, if if you're not into it, you may not be into it, and you need to just get that together. But don't be a pillow princess. Like you need to go down and do your job. Mm. Yeah, that's different. That's different. Tie that hair yeah. back. Let's go. <laughs> mm. Facts, facts, and don't be afraid to try new techniques. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not always a race to the finish line. 
Maybe you take your time on a few nights. Maybe you you make it a journey. Okay? It doesn't have to be, okay, eh, you good? Like, come on. Also, your partner has the mouth for talking, too, so you can communicate. You need to know what people want to do at the time. Amen. It is perfectly fine to be like, is this working for you? Like, what would be better? Where do you want it? Mm-hmm. Amen. And sex toys. This is a great yes. time to talk about sex toys, okay? They are not just for single use. They can be for a partnership. Mm-hmm. And if a woman owns a vibrator, it's not a slight against a man. It's not a slight against a man. She might just want to use it, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a vibrator gal. I don't care who I'm with, okay? That's my business. That's how I do it. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. So don't take it personally if she has a toy that she likes. Be happy that you're in the middle of this scenario. Mm-hmm. And she wants to yeah. include you in it. Because that's that's difficult for women to express those kinds of, you know, especially when society tells you that you're just supposed to lay back and be beautiful. You know, how, how do I orgasm if I'm just laying back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it it's a contact sport. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, you're going to have to do some work. Some shit's going to have to happen. Mm. Let that woman do whatever she got to do to get there because God knows there's enough going on that women can't always shut off their brains enough to mm-hmm. even be able. I know I can't. Like, I got the list running in the background. I got to shut off every app. <laughs> so, so there's no apps <laughs> running in the background so I can actually focus. Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this, eat some pussy. Mm-hmm. Or if you're and, someone who has if, a pussy, don't feel don't feel any kind of shame if just penetrative sex does not do that for you because one of the things that they yeah. do not teach you in oh. sex education is the largest percentage of people who operate vaginas will not actually get an orgasm through vaginal penetration because it's absolutely nowhere near your clitoris. So like we need to understand our bodies. And if that makes Hello? you uncomfortable as someone who is having sex with someone with a vagina, then you need to grow the fuck up. Hello. 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 Yes. <laughs> All the hellos. All of them. I fell away. You know, I wanted to be a clinical sexologist. That was the thing that I wanted to do. And then I decided mm. it would be more fun to drop out of high school and do drugs. So unfortunately, that's not what happened. I get it. <laughs> but I did read a lot of stuff. That's facts, though. At least you're honest Fair. about that shit. That's yeah. dope. And you can still do that. You're doing that right now. Like you <laughs> are helping someone right now. And look, if you're going to lick someone's butt, tell them mm. you're going to do it. Make sure that the other person is comfortable with it. And That's ready. all I'm going to say about Let's that. Let's just talk about yeah. just straight up basic hygiene, too. It's a great thing. I encourage you to get uh, into come on. Come on with this. it. It's a great so time. I will eat ass until the cows come home. No problem. Now but that is not something like I don't care what porn has taught you. That's not a thing you can just do on a Tuesday mm-hmm. at four mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You no. got to let someone know like, hey, mm-hmm. do you like doing this thing? I would like to do this thing to you. Let's all do what we need to do to make sure this is a pleasurable <laughs> experience for everybody. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we need to take a shower first. Hello. Take a shower. Wash yourself mm-hmm. up. Make sure yeah. you, you look like I get a Brazilian. I and it's not because I'm out here like that. It's because. I like the feeling of like being completely straight up and down. I know it's clean. I know it. you could eat off of it. I, cause I know cause I get the little mirror out and I, I check it. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The same way. I don't want you to be that person for me. 
You know what I mean? So just you write basic hygiene and let somebody know you're going to do that. If you're going to do some anal, you know, make sure it's, you done did some work back there. You know what I mean? Not only did some work, but also like you have enough lube. Hello. And like t- water all, takes time. All of it. All of it. All the time. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if water you think you've got enough, a little bit yeah. more will do you. Like I, there's, there's not too much. You're not going to use jelly. Water-based lubricant. You heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> yes, yeah. silicone-based lubricant is very bad for anal sex because it'll it irritates yeah. all kinds Gross. of stuff. And that's a very very tender. Yeah, area. We're... so any kind oh. of uh, not a fan. Any of... irritation that you can avoid yeah. is going to be best mm. for you. Make sure that you are using protection, but especially with protection, do not use silicone-based lubricants because it can cause a chemical reaction with latex. Yep. So yes. <laughs> the more you know. Here at the Katana Cast, <laughs> 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 the more you know. Here at the Katana Cast, <laughs> we endorse water-based lubricants mm-hmm. only. Absolutely, there are situations where in silicone lubricant is is good. It's more yeah. for kind of self-play um, or titty fucking. This is true too, because you can't irritate titties huh. too much unless you piss them off. Yeah, I use it for that, but I mean. You know, you really don't need it. You know, it, no, it's no, nice yeah. to have, but I use um, a coconut oil. Mm-hmm. So I'm usually pretty like lubed up and then I'll just bring the oils back out. It's not a big deal. And it doesn't really yeah. irritate my skin mm-hmm. or bother him. So it's like, eh. you know, but if you're going to use one, like it's ideal for titty fucking or a hand job. Mm hmm. Also, oils are good, but be very careful if it's going to get insertive. I'm just, I guess we're just going to turn into your basic because, you know, some of our audience are a little bit younger and I just want to make sure that you're having a great time and a safe time. But don't hurt yourself or give yourself. Generally, on the younger side. I can see our analytics. I do know why we come up with that. You see it. Most of our audience is underneath the age of 25. So, okay. Hello. 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 <laughs> Look, it's all good. I guess we'll turn into the sex education podcast and we'll just do that. I just want to, you know, stress the importance of keeping an open mind mm-hmm. and, and communicating yes. with your sexual partners, whatever your needs are, so that you can get those met because you can't be mad at something that you didn't get that you didn't even ask Boom. for. Mm-hmm. If you if you want somebody to play with your booty, you're going to have to grow up. And Mm -hmm. go tell that man to play with your booty (laughs) or that lady or whoever it is. Mm -hmm. Tell them, hey, I need you to touch my booty hole. Okay. Make sure it's clean. That's your responsibility. That is your responsibility. (laughs) Okay. Like, if that's your thing, that's your thing. And we don't even talk about that there because I don't play that. I'm sorry. Mm. It's true. Mm -hmm. Also, best piece of advice that anyone ever gave me sexually is that you are responsible for your own orgasm, which means that like once you get in there and you're having fun, you need to start asking for what you need for Mm -hmm. this to be a good time for you. Mm -hmm. You don't get to go and pout. Just like Maria said, you can't be angry for something you didn't ask for. Mm. So if something's fun for you, but you can only get off in a certain position that at some point you have to be like, all right, it's time to do this part. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're playing with somebody who is respectful, then that won't be an issue. And if you are with someone who thinks that that's a problem, then you should not be having sex with this person. Absolutely. Because it needs to be uh, a two-way street. And if you don't feel comfortable, that's a red flag that you are in the wrong sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. No one should feel uncomfortable in any relationship. There's always nerves and jitters, but 
don't get to a point where you're uncomfortable just verbalizing needs. That's just crazy talk. And make sure that you have a sturdy, safe word if you're going to be participating in, you know, extreme play or any type of pain play. Make sure that it's a word that you wouldn't say normally in conversation. That's how we know that it's a word that demonstrates you need help or you're uncomfortable with something. So I think those are good points as well. Also, if you're younger, and I swear we'll get off the sex talk, but I just keep thinking <laughs> things is like, I wish I had told 20-year-old me this. It's very mm. important, especially if you're probably a younger listener because you might be newer with kind of your, your sexual experience. Do not ever feel pressured to do something that you do not want to do. Boom. That's a major thing because just because someone else says that, like, this is what I need. If it's not your thing, it's OK to say that's not my thing because there's a whole mm-hmm. world full of people who they can go find to do that. And if someone's yeah. like, well, I don't know, maybe I couldn't be with you if you can't do that. That's a red flag. Don't fuck with that. That's emotional manipulation. It like, is. You can you are only expected to do what is fun for you. If you want to get adventurous and try something, that's fine. Halfway through it, if it's not for you, you can say this isn't for me and tap out. There's no shame in that. And if anybody makes you feel otherwise, don't fuck with that person. There's so many nice people that you can go have sex with. Like don't fuck around with that shit. Mm -hmm. You're nobody's victim. Hello. Mm -hmm. You you don't have to participate at all. And, and you know what, if that person really cared about you, they would have spoke to you about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. You don't have to deal with that. And you know, there's a way to say I, I want to pee on you without, you know, <laughs> blindsiding somebody with that. And don't feel like you have to be peed on to be loved because that's not true. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> that's it. Welcome yeah. to our Star Wars podcast where we focus on Wonder Woman and not having to be pissed on in order to be loved. <laughs> right. What's Star Wars? <laughs> I watched the High Republic live stream this week, so that was yeah. my Star Wars thing. Yeah, um, I haven't. I, I'm just on a rewatch of Rebels, Ooh, and so obviously good. it's fucking amazing. But uh, Ben, you you're mm-hmm. into the beginning of High Republic. How is it? Mm-hmm. I am. How high? Are it up. They? <laughs> they're they're a little high. Uh, <laughs> I am currently had to look it up. I'm on chapter 25 oh, of shit. Light of the Jedi right now. Uh, nice. Yeah, I'm about halfway through it, so I'm doing really good. Honestly, and I've said it before on the podcast, that there are certain eras of Star Wars that are not necessarily geared for everybody, and that is okay. Star Wars is enormous. Yeah. There's There's enough for all of us, and if you don't get fed at one part, you go right over to another part that you do love and have fun. Let mm-hmm. people enjoy themselves. Uh, the fun part about this? this is this your I era? I love this so much, and I did Fuck not yeah. think I was going to like it at all. Oh, it's so good! I hope I've, as far as the other authors go, I mean, tell I me, to go tell to me what you're Ireland digging next. about it. So I'm going to read it eventually, so I don't care about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know about. I'm, Mar- I'm not going to spoil. Wanna... I'm not spoiling anything, anyways, just because no, a lot good. of people you're have a chance. Fuck you! I'm still going to tiptoe because honestly. I would be upset if somebody completely spoiled the end of this book and I'm only halfway through it. Well, we're not so at not... the end. <laughs> no, I'm not going to I'm not going to get super specific, but I can All still right, talk whatever, about just it. Whatever, just talk. <laughs> Let me do my thing. I'm the boss of me. Anyway. <laughs> no, I think this is a really smart look at the height of the Jedi Order and in a way that makes the prequel era, so which we're now calling uh, is it the the fall of the Jedi, I think, is what this Lucas is the Film prequel kind of prequel it. era. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so this is a by prequel juxt- <laughs> the pre-pre-prequel. So with these these stories, at least how it's been presented to me so far and like the half of the first book that I'm in right now, this is where we're seeing the Jedi Order at its height. Uh, we're seeing it at its most effective and its most compassionate. Like This is a really good look of what the Jedi Order could have been and obviously was at some point. And then we can see how it started to fall away. Uh, the thing that I am so happy for that it seems to me, and I could be wrong, uh, that they are leaning in a direction of training people towards their natural abilities in the Force, which is something that we've talked about on the show that we really wanted to see a version of the Jedi that really complemented someone's individual self and instead of just giving them a very strict set of rules and that this is how you be a Jedi, these are what a Jedi's powers are. It's really, really fantastic work. Of uh, Yeah, it's really good, guys. <laughs> I'm extremely excited to go peek over and see what Justina Ireland has done with hers, her YA novel, and then Claudia yes. Gray coming out next month. I, you guys know how I feel about Miss Claudia Gray. I love you, Claudia Gray. Come hang out. Come to my house, please. please I'll cook you dinner. Yeah, hang out with us. Like, I love you. So I cannot wait to see what she does in this era. Hell yeah. Maria, how was that live stream? What were some of the major takeaways? <sighs> the first major takeaway is Kathleen Kennedy needs to get out of the black suit. Kathleen. I love you. It's time to let go and be yourself. It's okay. And everybody who doesn't think it's okay, they're just going to have to suck a dick. Um, Other than that, (laughs) I thought that the group of writers was really diverse, and that's always a good thing. Um, Justina Ireland is just... I love her so much. The diamond in the rough. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like She truly is. I'm very excited. Um, the writer who's writing for Keith Trennis, I'm kind of disappointed. If I can get, get completely honest, mm-hmm. I am I am very disappointed that that book isn't being written by a black woman because you have a black female character Hello. and there's a white British man mm-hmm. writing for her. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think it is a mistake to have a black female Jedi character idolizing a blonde haired, blue eyed white woman. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't think it was done on purpose. I, I don't think that's the case. But in a world where uh, we just saw um, a black woman gunned down in her own home and nobody gave a shit, mm-hmm. I and think apparently it's still doesn't. Hmm? I, I said and apparently still doesn't in that yeah, the cops haven't are still walking yeah. free. Right. And and they will continue to do so and enjoy their lives because they're more important. Um so to you know, I, I feel like that was an oversight and I feel like it's important that our fiction represents the kind of world we wanna see. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that Hello. um it was a little bit of a misstep to have that voice matched with that character. And um, hopefully it's a learning experience for Del Rey and, and Star Wars publishing. I don't think it was intentional, um, but I have to say, as a person of color, I, I don't want to hear that I want to be like the white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a kid in the 80s, um, there wasn't a lot of 
dolls that looked like me and things have changed a little bit since then and i want to see them continue to move in that direction you know um we have enough baggage of our own as black women if you wear a straight weave like you know you can be judged based mm-hmm. around oh you want to you want to look like them you want you know and um i feel like this is kind of hurtful um but i i don't think it's intentional but I, I really hope to see uh, change in the future because I think that we can be beautiful all on our own mm-hmm. without idolizing anyone else by embracing our own beautiful um, qualities within ourselves. Speaking to that real quick, um, I this is going to seem out of left field, but it relates. Uh, we also, my family binged the show Hunters, which... Like fucking amazing. Recommend everyone should see it. Um, it, it's so powerful, funny, uh, deep, everything. But um, one of the main characters is a black woman, and there's a scene where she's with her little daughter, and um, you know, it's an emotional kind of scene. Someone had just died, and uh. They're about to leave a funeral, and the daughter asks, Mommy, are you... And her her daughter is a little black girl, so she's saying, you know, Mommy, are you a superhero? And the mom gets on her knee. She's eye level with her daughter, and she says, Honey, she says something to the effect of, Honey, I am a black woman in the United States in this country. Superheroes ain't got nothing on me. And then just leaves. And it's just like so... Um, such a beautiful, powerful, strong scene, and to have someone just like be so blunt to their child like that, where the child has been picking up from conversations with like other adults, like oh, like my mom is an important person, like doing important work, and then just to have the mom be like, if we're alive in this country right now, like you can't, it it doesn't get like superheroes a whole other thing like we're our we're our own we're in our own ball game and it was just uh amazing um i also before um or is there anything else real quick maria about that live stream that you picked up or is that pretty much it um you know there was there's a brother in there that wrote something i thought that was good um like i said diversity is always good and it cultivates uh, more ideas and allows us to address a wide range of people. So I think there's a better shot for more representation in what's coming up in the High Republic, and that's exciting for me Yeah. Um, on the whole there. So I'm excited to see what happens next and to read yeah. some of it. Me too. Me too, for sure. Um, so, from, so getting into our next uh, topic, um, okay. for me, it's something... I personally think is important when people have a chance to um, any creative kind of person or anyone involved in any sort of creative medium, I think it's important for them to use that medium and to speak up and speak out against any uh, injustices or um, any wrongdoings that are going on. Um, So 
I just I want to uh, mention that you know um, what happened on Wednesday, and um, whether it's coincidence or not, like I've been getting back into uh, like reading and watching about World War II and, and uh, some more history stuff, and um, you know what happened on Wednesday in DC. To me, there's no doubt about it. It was, um, it needs to be called what it is. Um, there's a lot of news stations are calling it um, protests or a riot. Um, and it's, it, it was a failed coup. Uh, it was led by, um, right wing. There were fascists, there were Confederates, um, Nazi flags were being, and symbols were being flown. Uh, Confederate flags were being flown. Um, the makeup of the entire uh, group of people were white, mostly white men. There were some women in there. There's um, a lot of women. We got to be real honest about it. There's a yeah. shocking amount of white women there too. This was this, and it's important to note that uh, I not only do I think um, that this happened just because of the politics uh, that those types of ideologies bring about. Um, but also, like, the Republican Party and certain, uh, like, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, uh, Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, like, and, and many more whose names I'm forgetting, uh, all egged on these people, knowing what they would do, supported these people, I call it the the MAGA putsch, just to because to me, learning about the beer hall putsch, um, Hitler and the early Nazi parties failed attempt at a coup in Germany in the early twenties, literally almost a uh, hundred years ago. Um, things need to be called what they are, and we need to call them what they see them. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind that this also was. A part of an inside job due to the lack of policing and um i personally also real quick before um ben or uh maria have anything else to say about it um that we are at a and i've seen some of this um in online discussions and stuff but even going forward we're, we can with what happened on wednesday we can start to get into dangerous territory when we're asking, well, why wasn't there enough of a police force? Or why weren't the poli uh, police beating on the protesters? Or why weren't they, um, you know, tasing the protesters or use uh, chokeholds or anything? No, that's not, we don't need that right now. We don't need that discussion. We don't need uh, any of that thinking brought to the table we what needs to happen is we need to look at how literally the police were on both sides of that of uh they were on both sides of the line during the, the takeover and um and i per i don't know what my co-host you know we didn't we kind of talked that we were going to mm -hmm. talk about this but we didn't really have anything specific but uh mm -hmm. I personally think, you know, hate speech is not free speech. Um, 
I don't think anyone should have the right to say any kind of racial slurs or anything against any groups of people. And especially when at the end of the day, it's important to look at the power structures um, that are in place that allowed this to happen. Um, that's all. You know, I'm kind of speechless at the moment, but um, Ben or Maria, what are your thoughts or what would you like to say? I wish I could say I was surprised by any of it. I am so unshocked, you know, it's, it's what my mother has been preaching for years. Um, and it's true. Everything that they've always said in church groups is true. Um, I don't know if I've ever felt probably when, when Brianna Taylor's decision came out, um, less important to America as a person of color and as a woman these people are so angry about what exactly like you can walk into any store and everyone smiles at you and they're so happy to see you everywhere you go you're more likely to get that job than I am you're more likely to live in a nice neighborhood than I am you're more likely to get a, a great deal on a car. Like, I, what is it that life is not already giving you where I'm afraid every time a cop pulls me over and I have to call somebody and be on the phone or videotape it? Like, I, I don't understand what you could possibly want mm-hmm. that you're not getting. I can't go into the damn Burger King and demand they bring the triple whopper back, let alone go to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, but it's true. All of those things that I heard as a child are true. We're, you know, and, and I remember being in a church hall with my mom and one of the ladies walked by and she said, well, we're all just worthless Negroes to them. And everybody just starts laughing. And I'm like, like, we shouldn't be talking like that. But it's true. It is very true. And it's just, at this point, I don't understand how anyone can defend anything that they're seeing. I, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I had a friend call me, um, me and her son used to hang out because she's like two weeks, her son's two weeks older than uh, Ahsoka. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't believe you. And there's just so much misinformation out there. I'm like, dude, whatever. Uh Like, you can tell yourself whatever you want to tell yourself. Like, I think it's really important that people start listening to us finally. Just stop and start listening and making sure that things are fair and equal. I mean, if this doesn't show you that there are two Americas, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I was always taught that white people don't care about what happens to us. And it's not polite to bring it up um, because it will just anger them mm-hmm. uh, or make them uncomfortable. And if you want to have white friends, you are not to speak of it because if they cared about it, they would do something about it. Uh, And the fact that they don't care means that they have other things to do and they are uh, more important um, is what I was told as, as a young person. 
um, and that it wasn't it wasn't polite to bring up. So I never um, really talked much about it because I, quite frankly, didn't feel like anyone gave a shit. And um, being the only brown person in a group, you don't want to alienate yourself and potentially lose friends. So um, I really did not feel comfortable speaking about it all the time. Um, I was, I married my husband and it's really interesting because he's had an awakening too. When we got married, it was so odd because he, he couldn't understand. And I'm like, you won't understand, but you need Mm -hmm. to believe me when I say that things are different. And he is finally starting to get that. It's just, wow. Like, it's just, wow. It just blows me away. And then the woman in LA who was like held against her will, like you want to talk about like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like my heart goes out to her. She was our support assistant this week. Um, and I put her GoFundMe page up. Um, I just, I can't imagine walking home from work and getting swooped up into that mob, mm-hmm. you know, and how do you go back to work? How do you not piss yourself when you walk down the street? You know, the trauma of that has got to be insane for her. It's just, it's such a, it's so sad, but at the same time, it's like, it's exactly what I always knew was under the surface. Mm -hmm. The dream is, is not for everyone. It's for certain people. Mm -hmm. Um, And anyone who looks different, you're wrong. You, you are inherently bad um, and you should be treated that way. Uh, It's just, it's disheartening. Um, But we need radical reform. That's what we need. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's gotta be radically changed. Like it's because the way that we deal with people of color is so innately inherent in everything that we do. Like racism is at the the root of damn near everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's all gotta be upended and we have to make sure that there are people of color in places of authority so that we have that that viewpoint that vantage point to make sure that it's a fair and level playing field no i'm talking about one person i'm talking about multiple people of color in positions of authority in every form of government in every form of leadership whether it's corporate or public service we need to make sure that those voices are being elevated and that we have people that are watchdogging because Mm -hmm. unfortunately as underrepresented people we often don't get the platform we need because we don't have the means that's why i started sisters is because i know there's black women out there that want to talk but maybe they don't have a mic maybe they don't they don't know how to start a podcast maybe they don't know like Someone's got to kick that fucking door open. That's why I started Sisters. It's like, I know there's women out there. We just got to, if we build it, they'll fucking come, you know? And that's what happened. So I just think it's important that we make sure that those people have the same level of access because that's what's not happening is we're just not being given the same treatment, the same access, the same care, the same rights as other people. and it's fucking disheartening and i i wish that we would have radical reform i don't think it'll change i think what happens with this stuff is everybody gets up in arms for five seconds and then people move on Mm -hmm. um i think we've really got to examine the way this country is built 
who's passing the laws, why are we passing the laws, um, and get those things looked at. And honestly, we need more policing on social media platforms. Like, it's not okay for someone to just write, oh, I'm going to go down here and I'm going to weaponize a a group and start a militia. Uh, Because guess what? The guy who shot all those people in Wisconsin, Kyle Wittenhouse, started on social media. Mm -hmm. That's how it starts, okay? People don't just jump up one day and decide that today's the day. Most people, there's a there's a trajectory and there's a story there. Um, so we need to make sure that that um, platform, whatever it is, is being looked at and policed. And I'm glad that some of that is starting to happen, but it's just fucked up that Olive Garden can take a stance on injustice, but the government can't? Like, mm-hmm. what? It's really, um, it's confusing but at the same time it's exactly what i thought it was mm-hmm. yeah it's like oh okay that's what it is everybody's right like wow okay good times so that's the way it is good like it's just i don't know when it's going to change but it needs to change mm-hmm. everybody's life is worth the same like everybody's life is important uh, i don't I don't understand what's hard to understand about that. And these decisions, they continually flip on. Like, there's no reason why we can't get justice for these cops killing these people. Why? Why mm-hmm. Why can't we do that? Why can't we get them off the streets? Why can't we ban them from ever being cops again? Why can't they serve time? What's mm-hmm. wrong with them? Like, even, even if they do get charged, are they going to get sentenced? Will they go to jail? Probably not. Why? Because they have money and influence, so they will buy someone off, and they will not go to jail. That or where is, is the, that justice? Where's the trial being held, and who's on the mm-hmm. jury? Who's mm-hmm. the judge? Yeah, all the minutia. All of those things. Right, right. So it goes back to the infrastructure, which is inherently yeah. set up against people of color. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I did an ancestry DNA test, and I'm excited to see what the results will be of that um, and how much African stuff I'll get. And if I'll get a tribe or something on a positive note, I want to end on a positive note because I've I've been kind of dour about this whole thing and it it is pretty fucking depressing, but at the same time, it's exactly what we've been saying the whole time about Donald Trump. It's exactly Mm -hmm. what we've been saying. Hello. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He, he is, Palpatine. He is a cheaper, uh, more dumbed down version of Palpatine. And I'm not saying that every Republican's a bad guy. I understand the need for a good bounty hunter, right? I understand that there are bad guys in the universe and that's okay. But this is a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to know a Palpatine when you see one and you have to be able to say, nah, mm-hmm. no thanks. Low rent Palpatine on top of it. Very no cheap Palpatine, yes. Yeah, this is some fucking... It's like, yeah. it's not uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. It's like Mr. Pip, but it's like Diet <laughs> Mr. Pip. Yeah. So it's like the sh- like the shittiest of the shitty. Absolutely. Yeah, some, Agreed. Some fucking Miller Lite bullshit when it comes to this piece of shit. <laughs> but here's the thing about it. Like, at the end of the day, uh, 
and I hope that this can actually start moving some conversation in the direction. Mm. We know for a fact, historically, that there's going to be a lot of pushback and something that I've talked about on Twitter. But, for example, you may not have seen it. A big part of the problem that we have in this country is that when we have an actual, genuine, deliberate act of domestic terrorism, which is what this mm-hmm. was, this was a yeah. group of angry people who decided to like break into, vandalize, trespass on public property in order to intimidate lawmakers to overturn the results of an election. So that is the, <laughs> the, the genuine definition of domestic terrorism. You could not get more clear than what that is, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that we're going to have the problem with in this country, and this ties back to representation in some ways, is because a lot of the people who are in power, almost all of them, are white. And most of us, as a white person, we know at least one person who may not have been at that march, but has a very similar worldview. And most of us know a lot more than just one. So in everybody's family, you got your weird, kooky Facebook aunt who's got her shitty memes and everyone's like, oh, Aunt Bethany, you know, she's out there being like, oh, the BLM people are coming through the windows and killing children at night. And we go, she's crazy. Well, no, she's disseminating misinformation that radicalizes these people. Yeah. Like this needs to be addressed. And Mm -hmm. as a social media presence, social media, we need to talk about free speech for just a second because there is a lot of misinformation around the concept of free speech. So your First Amendment rights as your free speech means that the government cannot come and penalize you for speaking out against the government. That is a free speech. So you may say all day for as long as you want. You can sit on your front lawn and scream anything you want about the government. Mm. I don't care how wild it is. You can say the lizard, alien, pedophile, crazy people are all killing. You can do that. You are legally protected to do so. Now, Facebook, Twitter, all of these, these are technically, these are entities because they can be invested in. These are private businesses. Mm -hmm. And a private business has the opportunity to decide whether or not it would like you as a client. Mm -hmm. So. If you and all of your crazy friends want to get together on Facebook and rile each other up saying that there's an evil cabal of people who are running the government and we have to make sure that we go up there. So that is dangerous. And that company has the responsibility and the legal right to tell you that they no longer want your client tell. They can decide to remove you from said website. That is not violating your First Amendment right. Like the freedom of speech does not mean freedom from repercussions. Also, mm-hmm. hate speech is legally different. Under like it is just plain law. This is not hard, people. I'm a high school dropout, and I understand this. It's not that difficult. Okay, so mm-hmm. hate speech is anything where you are inciting violence or danger towards a protected group of people, or frankly, just a group of people. That is illegal because that violates other people's access to their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So if you're going to sit around and say that immigrants or the gays or the Democrats or what that they are evil people and that they're coming to kill you and we should go to their house and blow them up, that's hate speech. And that is punishable by U.S. law and should be. We need to start reinforcing this stuff because the problem is, is we let this go because as white people, we all know someone who says this crazy stuff and we roll our eyes because we think they're harmless. And for the most part, they probably are. But we have seen now because not all of those people are crazy militia, QAnon, kind of proud boys, boogaloo boys kind of kids, right? Some of them definitely are because they sure as hell were there and out in force. But there's a yeah. whole bunch of middle-aged, like, substitute teachers, like, nice ladies named Carol who went to the church mm-hmm. bake-off. And they think they're doing the right thing because they've been fed a steady stream of misinformation through, through social media. through also places like Fox News who just mm. cater to this worldview that people eat up. Because news is a business at the end of the day, unfortunately, in this country and worldwide. Like, 
this is the first world problem in so many different locations because the UK is having the exact same fucking problem. Germany's having a kick up of it. It's like when news becomes a business and you can advertise on it and monetize off of what people decide to watch your version of world events, it's real easy to twist that. So places like Fox News will go through and they cater specifically to a very angry, older white worldview. And when that is the only information people are getting, and then they're just going to their Facebook or their parlor app, and they're just seeing a bunch of other people spout crazy, wild, crazy shit, that stirs up this reaction. So that we have to find a way to govern that because that's dangerous. Because that's that's just homegrown yeah. terrorism is all it is. Like they, mm-hmm. If they were meeting in a group every week and saying the exact same shit in person, mm-hmm. they would be under CIA surveillance because that's a hate group. So mm-hmm. if you can do it in a Facebook group, that's the same thing. Yeah. It reminds me of the Pizzagate guy. Like Exactly. He can't that's what I thought of immediately. Like this mm-hmm. dude came all the way from who the hell knows with guns and shit into mm-hmm. a goddamn pizza place, right? Fucking guns blazing and the cops are just like, What the hell's going on? And yeah. the guy's like, Oh, he's talking about Pizzagate and he's like, What the fuck? Like Mm-hmm. This guy has been watching this stuff nonstop for months to the point where he truly believes that there are children in the basement of a pizza mm-hmm. place being molested or something mm-hmm. like really like in a basement got... that does not physically exist. Right. And there's no proof. There's no proof of it. And dude went to jail. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Like use common sense like it's just it's so weird to me mm-hmm. like they would rather believe that than the fact that he lost mm-hmm. that's part of the problem too though is and it's this and um it's the same or i'll try to make an analogy of it with history where it's easier for people to believe aliens came than uh surprise actually fucking indigenous people were smart enough to start their own civilizations and Mm -hmm. do creative, intelligent things uh, earlier or better than Greece and Rome were Mm -hmm. like, that's a problem. And uh, it's important to say too. um, And a a lot of politicians are, are saying it, but a lot of people uh everyday people on twitter facebook wherever this is in america this is america it is and this, this is, is it. this was before and during america like mm-hmm. this was this is the what the country was founded on mm-hmm. was white supremacy and that's you know going back to uh what you're saying too about having black indigenous and people of color in government you know the last time really it happened on a large scale was reconstruction which only failed because a president decided you know what fuck it and literally let the south go to shit again mm-hmm. um and it's just um it's yeah it i mean it's time now uh and you both were saying it too, but it, it's time now to actually start calling shit for what it is, calling it out and preventing it mm-hmm. um, or uh, arming people with the knowledge of why they actually are wrong. And uh, as a teacher, 
this it's you know it's not like this stuff's coming out of nowhere or is happening for no reason mm-hmm. or this information is as wild as it is uh appearing out of nowhere there's disinformation um coming in textbooks from the be- from the get when we're mm-hmm. children um mm-hmm. there's stuff in our history you know focuses especially when we talk about the founding of this country it's very much like nice a, white men with powdered wigs came over here and they were just yeah. so nice and so kind they were the nicest white men you've ever seen with good teeth and mm-hmm. they all ended up on money because they were nice kind-hearted people and they did so many nice things for everyone and that's why we should all be so happy every time we see Andrew Jackson on a dollar bill cuz oh, he's a nice man. white man. He's trustworthy too. So was George Washington. He's so trustworthy. Oh my gosh, these people were so nice. And those negroes, they eventually got free. So mm-hmm. it's okay. And then just kept whining about it for some reason. Right? Like what's that all about? I think to your point, it starts with admitting that this is America. Mm-hmm. It starts with admitting that. And Reed did a wonderful TikTok on the the Luke Skywalker star story arc and white privilege. And if you have not Ooh, checked out oh, it's Leanna's um, TikTok on, uh, you should do that. It's uh, at Bina Ray underscore. You should, you should check that out. Um, because it starts with admitting that, you know, your ancestors aren't who you thought they were. They aren't those friendly, nice white guys mm-hmm. in pantaloons and powdered wigs that came over and they were so nice. Um, I, I don't think that's the way the story actually went. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when people say this isn't us or this isn't America, it's denial. Yes. Is mm-hmm. what it is. Yes. No one wants to see themselves as the bad guy. No one wants to admit that they're the bad guy. Um, that's just inherently hard to do. Um, what we need to do is work towards equality in every aspect, not just mm-hmm. um, in representation, but also in pay wage. Why is it that as a black female, I'm not paid as much as my white male counterpart who does the exact same job that I do? Well, he's got he's got degrees and such and such. I'm like, yeah, but the gap shouldn't be that big, should it? Mm-hmm. You know, we need to start asking those type of questions. We need to make sure that underrepresented people have a voice in every area of life. Mm-hmm. You know, when I turn on the TV, it should look like my world, not just your world. It should look like everyone's world. And it doesn't. And that's a problem. And to use a slightly different metaphor, America as a country at this point needs to realize that like this this could be our rock bottom. And as as a group of sober people mm. who host this podcast, Come on. there comes a point where you have to realize that like, hey, turns out you're destroying everything, including yourself, and that you can't just be like, Well, that's kind of funny how that happened, right? Like <laughs> last night was wild. And you're like, Yeah, you do this every single night. It's a problem. And you've been doing this for a long time. At some point you have to admit that you have a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. and this country needs to realize that we have a lot of problems. And like that doesn't mean that we can't make steps to fix them. I think that we are taught a very strange version of morality 
where things yes. are either black or white. So we're either a good place or a bad place because that's the only places that exist. There's good places like America is a good place and there's bad places. Russia, bad place. And that's that is what it is. There is no in between. There can't be like, hey, turns out we're a fucking on fire dumpster fire of a country. Like we've mm-hmm. treated people like shit since the beginning because unfortunately the majority of the major powers are still just the byproducts of European colonialism and that is mm-hmm. all that there is to that. So Hello. now that we if we can say it out in the air, there it is. So now what the fuck do we do? Because why are we arguing about whether or not that is the case? Let's it's us arguing whether or not we're an alcoholic. Like cool. We can argue about this all day, but we're not fixing anything by pretending whether or not we right. have a problem. Everything's on fire. So what are we going to do about the fire? And if we can all just admit the fucking fire exists, then we can start someplace. But the problem Mm -hmm. is that a large segment of the population doesn't want to admit there's a fire because that would mean that there's a fire and that's uncomfortable. And we'd have to do work and emotional labor and probably do our jobs. Well, I'm sorry, hun, but like we're going to burn the whole goddamn planet down at this point. Like It's on fire, sis. Like you want a cup of water or like (laughs) what, what do you want me to do for you? So when we have people like Ted Cruz or Matt Gates who like meet me in the parking lot, Matt Gates, because like standing there being like, well, you know, um, some of these people were actually Antifa. And like, cool, if that's what you no, believe, then you should have fuck no. You fuck well, here's, here. here's the thing. If that is what you believe, then cool. I'm glad you're an idiot. But you should have no problem with us tracking down every one of these individuals and trying them for sedition then if you believe it's Antifa. So yeah. like, that is just a counterpoint. Like, none of us are going to be like, oh, no, but what if it is one of our precious Antifa? Like, baby, they weren't there. They had college classes to do online. <laughs> so we're not worried about that shit. Right. So, like, there's just it's too ridiculous. much. these tiptoeing around of bullshit that yeah. hopefully enough of the party, enough of the Republican Party is so fucking scared because they have hitched their wagon to a star for four years. And now it's over mm. and they've lost everything. Like yeah, They lost yeah. the Senate. They lost the House. They lost the presidency. And, like. Don't get me wrong. These are not good people by any stretch of the imagination, but that's fine. I can make bad people do good things if they're scared enough. (laughs) So if any of them can at least try to backpedal enough that we can get some progress made, I'll work with that because you got to die eventually. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need you to have your full Vader redemption arc for me. I just need you to shut up if you can't help. At least sit down. Like, just sit there, take your money, and let's start making some progress towards shit because we've got to start doing something even if it's small. And that's how these things work. Uh, I know it's something we talked about in our group chat, for example, is like, I love the concept of a sweeping revolution. Don't get me wrong, but welcome to the 21st century is not going to happen for us without it being a, a huge disaster. So at this point, we just have to inoculate the democracy that we have until we get it up and running again. Cause like, it's very, very sick. Like our country is both physically sick with COVID-19 and it is just rife with 400 years of racism and just everything else that is built into it and is falling apart because everybody has been promised an American dream that does not exist and is not attainable for almost Mm -hmm. anybody. And then if you grew up and you're a white person who was told that that was supposed to be your dream, all it takes is some angry newscaster on a news channel to tell you that it's because brown people are keeping you from it when there's that's just not possible no matter who was there. Because before we had brown people to wait for it then we were saying that it was because like german immigrants or irish immigrants were taking it from us Mm. there's always someone to blame for the fact that there's not enough success to go around when we have billionaires like i don't know what to tell you Mm. come on with it because it should be jeff bezos that you're trying to raid their complex like that motherfucker could fix america who who you need to storm 
if you want to storm someplace, that's, mm-hmm. that's the storming place for sure. But also, please don't storm. We, we're tired. Don't be storming shit. But like, you can sure as hell storm your life. At least not players. until we're all vaccinated. Right. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'd love to eat the rich, but I'm not trying to eat whatever diseased fucking carcass is left of Bezos at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Sure. Going, going back to your point on, um, like, uh, imperialism and colonialism, like, mm. one of the main, like, if you'll notice, like, in addition to, like, countries all over the world being like, oh, shit, sucks that's happening in the U.S., mm-hmm. Like immediately right after that, they were like, "Chickens come home to roost." Mm-hmm. Like what comes around goes around. Uh, and then to Maria's point about heritage and ancestry, and um, you know, it doesn't matter when or where y- you came from. If you're white, you gotta be doing something that can end racism in this country among the many other injustices that are going on going on i can trace all of my great grandparents um you know they didn't come over until the end of the 1800s or the early 1900s but that doesn't mean that they weren't probably racist mm-hmm. when they came over so it's you know it's important for us now to look at okay well how can i be and anti-racist and my thoughts and my actions what am i doing that like reevaluate like what you do and what you you support who you surround yourself with and say start just small like what can i change daily um and, and then work from there that's so it, cool that you can trace your heritage back to that because probably most black people can't mhm because we don't have the lineage, we don't have the means. Most of us don't have the means to get DNA testing to find out, mm-hmm. um, and so we rely very heavily on, on stories that are passed down. Yeah, uh, because we were stolen from our homeland and mm-hmm. lost all cultural integrity. That's cool. I hope with you for your ancestry test, like you get. I don't know how to say it, like what you're looking for from it, I guess. Um, because It'd I know for me cool. personally, it was very like emotional and like, like I'm totally into that stuff. So I hope, you know, it, for you, it works out how you, how it needs to for you. I'm excited. We're going to, we're going to open it on sisters. Oh, oh awesome. cool. And we're going to do an unboxing. It's going to be dope. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, Raven said her tribe is from Kenya, so she has this mask and stuff. I was like, that's dope. So if I if I get a tribe or something, like I'll probably get a mask and stuff. That'd be, That'd be awesome. That's cool. And so the fact, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Welcome to America. The fact that people have to go out of their way and pay just to have that experience. Yeah, because like, how much it does Ian love free. the fact that they're Irish, but they're allowed to know that information? Hmm. Yeah. I feel like it should be free. It it should should. be part Mm -hmm. of the reparations package that is given to people of color. We, we just Mm -hmm. talked about reparations on sisters. Um, At this point, I feel like it's a must. It is no longer a wish. It is something that must happen Mm -hmm. in order to move forward. Reparations 
has to happen in some form. I I don't know how you're going to sort it out. I know it needs to happen. It's one of the many things that needs to happen to make it right um, so that we can move forward. People, and uh, not to cut you off either, no, but I know um, just not like outside of like the school setting, people in general are just like, well, how do you do? Like, and it's just like, well, I don't know. Maybe if we take something recent, like, I don't know, defund the police. And we break it down in this concept of, okay, well, if we can't, if it's not logistical to pay every single black person living in the United Mm -hmm. States affected by slavery, then maybe what you could do is when you take the money from defunding the police, maybe you can also defund the military and maybe you can actually invest in communities of color with mm-hmm. jobs hospitals uh actually of like affordable housing um mm-hmm. create better infrastructure mm-hmm. create better standards of living in those communities mm-hmm. um i think it's um it's with Lawrence Fishburne, Ice Cube, or, and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. I forget what the movie is. It, um, it's a, from the 90s, John Singleton. I Boys forget what. The, yes. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Fishburne, the dad's like driving them around town when they're like, when it's the like the little kids version. And he's saying, mm-hmm. like, what do you notice when I take you into the neighborhood? And it's like, liquor store, liquor store, gun store, gun store, liquor store. And it's like, mm-hmm what the f- that's literally like almost like genocide um like you're intentionally trying to have uh these communities kill themselves right direct directly or indirectly and well, you're the not- same could be said about crack like mm-hmm. crack oh, was absolutely. placed into the hands of the african-american community it was placed in the ghetto mm-hmm. on purpose by the white man yes sorry yes sorry it is what it is. Um, to your point, I think, yes, reparations need to happen. Uh, I think when people start, well, how do we do, how do we cut a check it's like, for no, just fucking person? do it. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. We didn't ask those questions when we said we were going to the moon, mm-hmm. white people. When you went to the moon, you just said, we're fucking going to the moon. <laughs> you didn't Gil Scott say. Heron's song, Whitey on the Moon, literally. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Whitey on the moon. that's it you didn't ask those questions kennedy said we were going to the moon and you went Mm -hmm. you just went so i don't want to hear about logistics of reparations it's ridiculous yeah as far as i'm concerned when we can go to mars now come on man come off it i'm not saying write me a check and, and I've said this publicly and I've said this privately to my husband. If I were to receive a reparations check, I would send it to the ghetto because I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm not well off, but my daughter's okay. My family's going to make it. I, I would rather see that money go to the people who can use it today. Mm-hmm. So that would be my wish. But I think it's important that we invest in community centers. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think enough people understand mm-hmm. the power of a community center. Like, um, uh, here we have a local like community rec center. Yeah. Like, and and in the inner city, that could be the only safe place that that child has to go after school. Making sure that there are Xboxes there or whatever they're into, comic books, making sure there's Mm. access to those materials and making sure that that place is a safe haven for young people. I think that's where the money should go. It should really go into making safe havens for for the youth, uh, especially, and also making sure that we expand upon the WIC program for underprivileged young mothers who are raising children, Mm -hmm. it should also include birth control. And when I say birth control, I'm not talking about the pills. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about we need to have programs that introduce the concept of IUDs to young black women Mm -hmm. because it is foreign to us, right? Where it is, uh, you know, Karen has been talking to her daughter for years about it. She's got one. She's had one since she was 16. So she knows she's not going to get pregnant until she's out of college. We don't get those talks, right? As, as black women, we are not encouraged to go looking for those items. We're barely told about the pill. You know, the information and the access to it is just not there. So we need to make sure that there are programs in place. When you have that healthy moms and babies discussion, when you go to your local um, WIC office, your local food stamp office, that they're also providing to these young black mothers uh, a version of birth control that is low maintenance, that's good for years so that these women can get on their feet and get a degree and change their circumstance for the better, right? Because what happens after they have that first baby? They get on the pill, the pill doesn't work. They end up with a second baby. They're back in the WIC office, right? Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that those IUDs and other forms of birth control are accessible to these women and that they're informed about all of their choices, right? Because I don't think the information is out there. I'm going to be real honest. I didn't know about all the options about birth control until after I had my daughter. Why is that? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Why don't I get the same information that everybody else gets? Just saying. Like, those are the doors that really need to be open. And I think that's where reparations uh, finances can really make the biggest impact for us is so that that young mother has hope and she can move on with her life. Maybe we put together a deferral rent program for you know young black mothers who are in school and able to provide documentation that they're working on a degree. Maybe or we defer their rent for a little bit. Provide, like if we can't provide free education for all kids in mm-hmm. the United States, then every single kid in communities of color. At the very least, absolutely things like that, or scholar like uh, reparations, scholarship type deal. Uh, I would tell you right now, if you want to get education so that higher education is free for every American, then give it free for every Black American. I promise you, they'll change that real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. It's just sad too, where like there's so many other countries that when something happens they act quickly and concisely mm-hmm. with New mm-hmm. Zealand they had a white 
uh, terrorists or nationalists or whatever with, with gun violence shooting up their community, and they got on that gun control quickly. Um, and then Australia or Australia, sorry, um, Germany after the Holocaust, mm-hmm. they 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 had no problems paying reparations to families or survivors of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. All of them. Come on with it. You go to Germany, we, you never see anything about Hitler. There's there's no remnant. There's no remnant of that. They are not glorifying it. You cannot right? f- fly those flags or symbols. It's illegal. No. Why isn't it like that here? Why do we still have pictures of John Smith up? He was not a hero. Not a hero. No, no, no. Slave owners, why do we have pictures of them up? Mm. Come on. Come on. We cannot move on until we let these yeah. things go. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. see Hitler on a dollar bill over there. Amen. He's not on the money. And we're not having the conversation about whether or not, like, well, maybe the fact that he was part of, like, a, like no, no, no. Like, we cannot sacrifice the future because we're spending so much time trying to fix the past. Yes. Like, it's done and it was what it was. Like, and we have to go through the point of, like, trying to actually do something to like make up for it and actually address it instead of sitting mm-hmm. around arguing whether or not it existed. Like that's, that's a waste of everybody's time. And people know it because at the end of the day, like there are people who are genuinely angry because they don't want to confront with the fact that like we all all benefit from a racist society as white people, but there are other people and it always comes to the purse strings where of course they don't want that to happen because it's bad for business. So all they have to do is come up and be like, well, do you want to, do you want to mess with American heritage? And it's like, they don't really care. Like, I promise you the largest majority of these lawmakers and the people who yeah. are actually going through, mm-hmm. uh, as you'll excuse me, we're right out about midnight. So my brain's trying to shut off, but uh, <laughs> lobbyists and everything, they don't really care whether or not there's a Confederate shoe in South Carolina. Like they genuinely don't care. They mm-hmm. go to bed at night. They're not going to think about it at all, but there's money there. And whenever there's money off of a group of people and wherever they can keep their money where it is and not have to spend it towards other things, that's where people are going to go. I promise you, if we wanted to do something with reparations, we could go through and use the tax breaks that we use on billionaires and start using them on black communities. And it is mm-hmm. real easy because we could adjust that mm-hmm. money out by making people pay their taxes. Promise mm-hmm. you, if Jeff Bezos Hello. paid his taxes, Hello. it will not matter if the entire city of atlanta pays taxes or not for a year like i promise mm-hmm. you it won't hurt any like we're just gonna have to get to Absolutely. the point of where we can do things um and then I, i'm gonna shut up i, I want to leave it with this as far as like how if somebody is listening and this is kind of like uncomfortable or it's rubbing the wrong way because that is a possibility and especially like like i said a lot of our listener analytics gear towards like slightly younger people um so if it's one of those things where it rubs up against you because it makes you feel like someone's trying to say that you're the bad guy because of something that happened way before you were born. Like, I, I understand that that's a feeling, right? Uh, but don't let that come back as being a thing like, well, well, this isn't my fault. I didn't do it. Because, like, even if that's true, let's say we take away anything as far as what you've benefited from. Uh, you're probably listening because, like, you're spoken to by the same kind of nerd narratives that we are like our star Wars, mm-hmm. our comic books, no superhero ever existed. Like Luke Skywalker is not the hero of the galaxy because he cleaned up his own mess. Like nothing is ever fixed by the hero at the end of the day saying, well, like I didn't set this on fire. Like I didn't set the orphanage on fire. Why would I help the orphans? Like that is not, that's not how it works. Unfortunately, you have to go out of your comfort zone to help something that you didn't cause in order to fix things. 
because the people who cause it they don't fix themselves absolutely yeah i think that's well said thank you ben yeah it's um uh i i do want to pick up on the fictional thing too it's like what happened to it being cool to punch a nazi mm-hmm. like Harrison Ford used to do that shit for fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> Indiana Jones is the Nazi punching icon. Like mm-hmm. that will never not be cool. Okay. Um, also remember that, that George is Jewish. Like the, some of your most beloved fiction, like you'd be surprised mm-hmm. like who wrote it. Well, if you like um, superheroes at all, it's mm-hmm. all Superman is the template for that. And those are Jewish immigrants. Or first-generation Jewish immigrants. Like, mm-hmm. when minorities get to tell our stories, a lot of times we'll phrase it in a fantastical way. Because genre's fun. But also, mm-hmm. like, people who overcome, like, that's written from someplace. And it's not from people who are on top. Because those aren't stories that they need to tell themselves. Right. Magneto. One of yes. my favorite One of my favorite Marvel villains. Holocaust survivor. That's a deep mm-hmm. one, too. And that guy's got a huge dick. <laughs> oh, it's Thank Michael God. Fassbender. You know it's huge. Yeah, it's big. I was like, "Ooh, baby, I I will try. I will try to get down on all that. I, I will. I will die trying. It's worth it. It and, uh, will be worth it. Yeah, and you know whether it's literal Nazis or or space Nazis, um, mm-hmm. fucking Star Wars at the mm-hmm. end of. At, at the end, and this is what I want to end with, uh, and I I tweeted it out. But in case you, for whatever reason, don't follow our Twitter just yet, uh, one of and it's for this reason because it's so revolutionary, because it's so powerful and strong. Um, it it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies, and it's a Jin's Jin's quote. Right before they leave for uh, Scarif, what chance do we have? The question is, what choice? Run, hide, mm-hmm. plead for mercy, scatter your forces. You get, you give way to an enemy this evil with this much power, and you condemn the galaxy to an eternity of submission. The time to fight is now. With heroes like Hera, Saul, Jin, and that's just a few. I could keep going. Leia, even. Um, so many would would be standing against what happened on Wednesday. So um, I think that's all I've got. Um, do either of you have any anything any final thoughts? Uh, I would just say that if, for anybody listening, just a, a quick friendly reminder to make sure that you're paying attention to your mental health during all of this because the thing about it is we can get in kind of a doom spiral of and i've had to do it to myself i've had to talk to myself and get away from stuff it is good to be informed it's not good to tear yourself apart by staying on top of every minute detail and trying to read every tweet and see what every hateful person over here is saying like at some point you gotta take away take a breath take some time to yourself read a book Reach out to people. I know that uh, my DMs are open. If you just need someone to rant to, that's fine. But we've got to make sure that we're being informed, but also taking care of ourselves because we can run ourselves into the ground to the point of where we can't do anything. And that's what a lot of people count on is letting the anxiety of the situation cripple you to the point of where you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's a great reminder. 
Well, that brings today's voyage to an end. Thank you for choosing the Katana cast. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Be sure to follow and subscribe to our feed to stay up to date on all our latest episodes. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at the Katana cast and email us. We are katanacast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow our personals, you can follow me at igallagher321. Maria. I'm at Blurred Girl Jedi on Twitter and Instagram. Ben. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ben is the worst. Again, thanks for choosing the Katana cast for your cruise. We appreciate your continuing support. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>